finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. And it is Wednesday, January 12th, a big day in this business, or at least in the uh, radio business. Two legends, two late great legends, two of my favorites. Once upon a time, both of them long, no longer with us, unfortunately. Today is the birthday for uh, the late Rush Limbaugh and the late Howard Stern. Two, two legends who uh, uh, left us too soon, too soon. I missed them both, by the way, uh, Karana. I missed them both. I know... Uh, it was sad to see Limbaugh go uh, last year um, at the age of 70. It, the, I believe Stern would have been 68 if he were still with us, but uh, he was replaced by an imposter. He was replaced by Joy Behar at some point along the way uh, for a number of reasons. We've talked about it many, many times. We have some, we have some sound. We have one of the latest rants from the, from, the, the new Howard, the Howard Stern of today, the Joy Behar Stern, because as I've said many times, and it's, and he proves it every day, the Howard Stern of 25 years ago would have hated Absolutely the Howard hated Stern him. of today, yeah. the single biggest sellout in the business. I know it's sad. I mean, it was sad to see, you know, Rush Limbaugh in his final days at the State of the Union address, getting a big ovation, getting honored by Donald Trump. That was very sad. It's also sad to listen to Howard Stern uh, hunkered down in his little bunker, screaming at anybody who dares live their life during the pandemic. That's what bothers him the most, that people aren't living in fear, paranoid, neurotic like he is. <clears throat> we'll give you his, we'll play his latest rant. And again, I, 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 I used to laugh hysterically. I used to love his rants. Now they just make me sad. Uh, they just make me sad that the guy has... Uh, has uh, turned into this empty, paranoid, neurotic shell of the once great Howie Howard Stern. Now, now Howie, actually not Howie Hamptons. I believe he's hunkered down in Palm Beach. Yes. So Howie Palm Beach Howie now. Palm Tree. Just think of. Uh, I mean, you were you're probably too young to remember him in his prime. But the idea that that guy would turn into somebody who would be. Uh, sheltering would be quarantine be isolating in hamptons in the hamptons and in palm beach and and making fun of anybody who dared to come out of their homes during a pandemic i i mentioned this like a year ago when i happened to be driving around and listened to him and he was reaming out one of his guys one of his staff members he has a staff of like 72 yes uh to write him jokes and and one of them said he went out to starbucks for coffee over the weekend and he just ripped them a new one. How dare you go outside? You're gonna, you're gonna get sick. You're gonna die. And the, and the kid, I forget which one. He's probably you know 40 years old. Going what? I just, I, I just went out to get coffee, coffee, man. And and he literally was screaming at him for leaving his apartment to get coffee. That's the point that this lunatic has reached. That he won't leave his house. He's hunkered down with a bunch of stray cats and his and his paintings. And uh, and 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 doesn't want to live his life. I think uh, 
it's sad when you see someone like that. Who, he sounds like he's got a lisp you know, too now. Not only is he, he's got like way too much bass on his on his voice, he sounds like a complete lunatic with that. But he's got some sort of lisp, or or he sounds like he's like got a lot of spittle in his mouth too when he when he talks. So not only is what he's saying, yeah. but he's not aging gracefully. He's not aging gracefully. And and but you know what? He's a great example of somebody. And you know there are probably lots of people like this who live in fear of dying. That's all they do. Gets yeah. up in the morning and says, you know. When am I going to die? How can I prevent death? Yeah. You know, that's that's like his mindset. And it's sad to see happy birthday to him. But I'm sure he'll do nothing but stay isolated in his 50 million. He now has 200 million dollars worth of real estate. <laughs> and he stays hunkered down in one of his 50 million dollar mansions today during his birthday. And I'm sure, you know, maybe they'll make a big deal on the air, but he, he won't even, you know, leave the house to go get dinner it's that sad but we can get to howie hampton's uh, on his birthday we'll give you uh, the latest uh, sad sad rant from howie and so much more we got to get to a couple of huge hearings in uh, uh, huge uh, political events one uh, two two hearings in dc and then one speech from our president in georgia which i think i have this right uh, you know we can get into it more but i think i have this right he went to georgia gave a speech in front of a largely black audience, at least the people all around him were, were young, were college students, black people. In, in his up, background, but, yes. Yeah, uh, the background. So, so the speech was that he went to Georgia, spoke in front of a black audience and said, if you think black people are capable of voting like everyone else with an ID on, on election day, you are racist. If you think black people aren't, smart enough or, or competent enough to vote with an ID, then you're good. Do I have that right? I think, I think that's I right. Have that right. That's if, exactly right. Yeah, I have that right. So if you think, like I do, that black people are perfectly capable of showing an ID, like 80% of the public does, you are Jefferson Davis. You are Bull Connor. If you think special accommodations are to be made because they can't do it, they just can't do it. These black people, they just can't show an ID. That's asking too much. If you're that guy, then you're 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 Abe Lincoln, you're Martin Luther King. It, it's the most bizarre and and cynical uh, strategy. It is the ultimate bigotry of low expectations. But we can get into that because I'm telling you, Carano, he's been in office for less than a year, and on a daily but day by day, he gets angrier. He gets angrier. The tone is just he's just an angry old man. And I, and I know it's largely, you know, it's dementia, it's old age, it's, you know, the inability to recall things, make him frustrated, make him angry. And I can't imagine how angry this man is going to be a year, two years, three years from now. I think now. he's just so angry because of how many times he was arrested for, you know, for protesting <laughs> for civil rights back in the day. This, this was All hilarious. All the time he spent I, in jail. <laughs> this was hilarious. He's, he tells, he's, obviously, he's told a million lies. He can't help himself. He's been coddled. The media doesn't call him out. They don't fact check him. So he just feels the freedom to lie and lie and lie. And one of the great lies he ever told that I don't know if anyone even asked him about it was that he went to, to South Africa to visit Mandela <laughs> and he got arrested trying to break into the prison to visit Mandela. It's one of the most incredible lies. It didn't happen. You know, it didn't, he didn't do it. It did. It, it's verifiable. It didn't happen. And he told it time and again, because again, he's protected. If that's a you know, if that's a Republican, they get called out on it, but not um, a good Democrats. So anyway, 
he started telling the story or he was ready to veer off and he caught himself yesterday. I don't know if you have this, but we can play it. We'll, we'll get to that speech. The Fauci, uh, Rand Paul was great, just wasn't long enough. Fauci, the, here's, here's what Paul does. He exposes Fauci, not with the, with the facts, although those do come in handy, mm. but in the way he reacts. Fauci can't handle criticism. He makes it all about him. He's the one that makes it all about politics. And as soon as he's done taking his beating or, or battling with, uh, with Rand Paul, he runs to CNN. You no, know, and the, and they coddle and they, the the soft landing place where they don't ask him any of the tough tough questions. We have uh, mandates coming to Boston, to D.C., and to other places. I saw Brookline just announced a mandate, a vaccine mandate, where you can't do anything without your vax card, and and it applies to people twelve and over. So twelve year olds, that would be seventh graders. You yes. might want to go to to, to, to to Applebee's with mom and dad. No deal. You can't do it without your Vax card. That's going to do wonders for the business in these struggling cities. I just looked it up. Do you know how many black citizens in, in, in D.C., Washington, D.C., are fully vaxxed? How that would be double vaxxed and boosted? 21%. So that <laughs> means uh, four out of five. Four out of five African-Americans in D.C. cannot participate in society beginning on Saturday. And, and obviously Mariel Bowser's an African-American mayor and it won't, no one will say a word, but can you imagine if that were again, Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis issuing a mandate that excludes and it excludes, you know, Hispanic, largely a large portion of Hispanic people too. But that means they can't work in restaurants, forget going to restaurants. They can't work in restaurants without their vax passport Nuts. it's it's madness and it's getting worse and these people just don't care my man dan shaughnessy trolled his uh, teammates his classmates at the at the boston globe and everyone's all mad at him all the people it's a and, shit and, ballot no no I, I i love it i love it and we'll explain that to you and tell you uh why i predicted like five years ago, at least five years ago david ortiz would be the first proven juicer the first proven uh, steroid guy to get voted in the hall of fame and i think i'm gonna be right i think i'm gonna be right we will see soon of course they're keeping Schilling out because Schilling said uh Schilling doesn't hate trump and Schilling collects world war ii memorabilia those are the reasons in uh he shared a meme Schilling he shared a mean meme <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that what it was it was like some sort of uh like a, i don't know anti-reporter something meme that oh was, that's right he said uh so of course uh, Dan it was got a t-shirt it was uh, just right. to get us straight it was a t-shirt right with a rope, a rope, and it's a reporter. It said, uh, "Rope tree journalists, some assembly required." Like, it's yeah, a yeah, joke yeah. about yeah, lynching yeah. journalists. Right. And Dan said that was a threat on the lives of journalists, which was Shut absurd. Up, it was a joke, like making a joke about lawyers or used right, car right, salesmen. Right, right. But you know, journalists are special. You're not allowed to joke about them. Uh, Schilling will be kept out for his political views yet again. But David Ortiz will get in because the media loves him. They love him. They don't care that he was a juicer. That doesn't matter. They don't care that he was shot in district and in, in Dominican for under real suspicious circumstances. Just don't don't look over there. Don't look over there. Just the, the big poppy's a wonderful man. And he seems like a nice guy. He'll get in. But I'll, we'll tell you about Shaughnessy's troll job, which was kind of funny. We'll get into that and a lot more on today's Callahan Show presented by DCU. Whether you're buying your first home, your dream home, or looking to refinance the home you love, DCU. 
They have the mortgage program to fit your needs or more importantly, your budget. Their mortgage experts will walk you through the application process and help remove the hurdles that can make it so difficult and confusing. They'll bring you right up to the front steps of home ownership. Learn more about rates and programs or to apply today at dcu.org slash mortgage. DCU is an equal housing lender and MLS number 466-914 insured by NCUA membership required. All right, let's get to a, I have so many questions when I watch Joe Biden give a speech. Uh, I wonder why they even allow him to do this. I mean, at some point, if you're as handy, say, less enough, we can't do it. Maybe we could record something in the fake White House. But to put him out in public like this, and he doesn't take questions or doesn't get heckled or anything, but he still, he just seems so just... Uh, over his head. Does, does does he move anybody? Like I know people no, are, no, are no, clapping, no, no. like they're question. but they're no. in the background. They're on TV, so they're clapping. But his speeches aren't motivating at all. Like I, they, I he, think he's the least persuasive uh, pers- pers- president I've ever seen. It's yeah. Like, I mean, and and what they did yesterday, they put him in Georgia, a state by the way that he supported boycotting because they went uh, because they want to look at voter IDs, a, a state that has. Voter ID laws less uh, strict than Delaware, right. less strict than New York, but he doesn't care. It's all about politics and about dividing people. And in this case, the old faithful divide them along racial lines. But he, he goes and does this, and Democrats all do this now. They talk about voter suppression and people being denied the right to vote. And I have one question I want to ask. Again, they won't take questions. They will never. But the one question is, Who's being denied the right to vote? Like, give us an example there, Joe. Big guy, big guy, tell me. Who do you think? Just give me one name. If not a name, just tell me like someone you met. I mean, you make stuff up all the time about people you know and about your mother and your grandmother. And Tell me about somebody. Just make it up. It would be so persuasive, actually. To to your point, it would be so persuasive if you actually brought someone up to tell their story. Hey, this is how but, I, but, I. But could they do that? Well, you probably know, not. They? But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> if you want to be persuasive, that would do it. If I, if we put a face, like a face to voter suppression, and, here's and why he story. can't do it. Because he, he basically he would bring that person up and say, "Meet, uh, you know, this person. Her name is whatever, uh, Isabel. Isabel was denied the right to vote because she didn't have an ID." And your follow up would be. Why didn't she have an ID? <laughs> you can get an ID for free. I mean, you don't have to have a driver. You can get a, a photo ID. And by the way, you need a photo ID for everything now, including eating at a restaurant, or going to the gym, or going into the mall. In these cities, you need photo ID and a Vax passport. The case for uh, voter rights, that would be the term they use, the case for voter rights, <clears throat> excuse me, is getting much more difficult now. Because the same people demanding that you not look at an ID to vote are demanding you must look at an ID yes. buy a cup of coffee. It just so one's, you know, crucial. It's it's obviously a constitutional right. That we don't take quite as seriously as the idea of you walking in to get a, a burger. That's it's con- much it's confusing. More it's confusing when they uh, when they want very, me to show my papers, you know? <laughs> very confusing. And he can't, not only can he not name it, he can't really name, you know, like the problem. Like the problem is what? So people, and we know it's all a ruse. It's designed to nationalize elections, to give, you know, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer control over local elections. They want to deny even local venue states, municipalities from the right to look at voter ID. 
they want to do all kinds of crazy things, including giving money to candidates, financing uh, these elections with taxpayer money. The, 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 the bill they're talking about is so radical. It has no chance, I hope, because I, you know, already I don't think uh, he's got Mansion or Cinema or you know probably many others. But nobody, well, I should say nobody. Most people think it's nuts to say demanding an ID when you vote is racist. Most people think, you know, black people, whatever, Hispanic people, whatever, poor people. They all think that's crazy. It's just a a cynical strategy to make it easier to cheat. We all know it. It's it's the only explanation. And yet he'll go out there and pound, literally pound the pulpit. Who is denied? Who who is denied an ID though from the state? Nobody. That, like, not so- only not only you're not denied. You could get it for free. You don't need a license. You can walk into town hall, city hall, and say, "I need an ID to vote." Boom, you get one. Yeah, you get one. I mean, you you need it to do a lot of other things, right? <laughs> Again, to, you need it to do everything under the current uh, draconian mandates in these cities. So who thinks it's onerous? Because I could see, ask- I could see the case if, like, it, if it was contingent upon you having a bank account. Because sometimes that does happen. The banks can, they're private organizations. They have a list. If you. It, if you bounce some checks, eventually you get taken off that list. You can't get a bank account. That that does happen. So I could I could see the argument there, but that's not the right. argument. They can you could the, the literally the state wants to ID you. They want so to what, give you papers. What would be the reason to not want to look an ID? Oh yeah, because there's you only want, one reason: make it easier to cheat. Yes, exactly. That's it. That's all. That's all. They know that the, uh, the you know the, the the public is not with them on this, but they're going to pound the table, scream about you know, Bull Connor and Martin Luther King and about voter rights and how sacred it is. And they know it's all, it's all bull. They know it's not really about voter rights. It's about cheating and making it easier to cheat. But if you make it about race, usually oftentimes you get lots of people on the other side to just bow down and cower and say, please, you know, don't accuse us of being racist, whatever you need, no voter right, whatever you need, just don't, you know, people like, you know, Mitt Romney will just roll over, and and they know that. And yesterday, that was his strategy, to make it sound like he was genuinely fighting for civil rights. By the way, one thing he lies about all the time was that he was in the fight for civil rights, got arrested, marched, protested. He did none of that. He's on video in the 70s, I believe, admitting he never marched, admitting he never fought for the Civil Rights Act, he, he he considered Robert Byrd his mentor. Yeah. He gave a eulogy at Robert Byrd, the Grand Klegel or whatever Grand Cyclops of the uh, of the uh, Ku Klux Klan in West Virginia. He started the chapter of uh, of the Klan in West Virginia and became its chief recruiter. He recruited people. I mean, he was a Klansman, and he considered him his mentor. And he did a eulogy at his funeral. And I don't know if you noticed, but he did this rant yesterday in Atlanta, saying, "Do you want to be?" Uh, you know, Bull Connor, Jefferson Davis, or do you want to be Abe Lincoln? And and I'm sitting there going, well, wait a second, Bull Connor, Jefferson Davis, George Wallace, they're all Democrats. They're all they're all your side, man. Lincoln was a Republican, but whatever. It doesn't matter. It's all about pounding the table, screaming, showing how angry he is and pretending it's about civil rights. But what do we have from Angry Joe yesterday? I love the arrested cut. Here's this. All right. I did not walk in the shoes of generations of students who walked these grounds, but I walked other grounds because I'm so damn old I was there as well. 
Oh, what a crazy guy. Hey, you think I'm kidding, man? Seems like yesterday, the first time I got arrested. Anyway. <laughs> he goes, this is so great. He says, seems like yesterday, the first time I got arrested. Anyway, he <laughs> yeah, actually yes. caught himself Ooh. telling a lie that he's told many times and, and realized that maybe someone might call him out this time. So he pulled back and said, oh, anyway, changed the subject because he knows he was about to lie. Normally, it is no, he doesn't stop. He just keeps going. And he did the same thing. He always does. When I used to leave my house, my grandfather would say, keep the faith. Anytime he talks about his father, his grandfather, his grandmother, it's a lie. He just makes it up. You can see it. What was he talking but, about with the food, too? It's illegal to bring food to voters oh yeah, in line that's, or that's standing there for three a, that's hours? Such a canard. What is that? It's, it's, you can't bribe people in line. Oh, my God. Like, you can't set up a, a cookout, you know, next to the line voting and I say, see. here's a, a cheeseburger. Hey, who do you think you're voting for? Right, you want to vote right, for right, our right. guy? It's, so you can't give people things of value, you know, like can't give them food and drinks while they're in line. It's obvious, you know, the, the purpose of that is obvious. But they latched onto it, Kamala Harris, who thinks the whole world is dumber than she is and everyone's going to buy it. They start screaming about that. You're not allowed to give water to people in line. And you go, we've already gone over that. You're making that up. But whatever. They, they I, I don't know who their target audience is, if it's Manchin or Cinema or who it is, the media. But uh, it yesterday was a huge fail. I'm telling you, he's getting worse. He's getting worse. He's not necessarily forgetting things, but he's getting angrier and his whole demeanor is... What else do we got? Do you have him pound on the table, by the way? Because I'm not sick of being quiet. Uh, I think this is the decide cut here. Hold, here we go. Right, let's listen. How do you want to be remembered? At consequential moments in history, they present a choice. Do you want to be the side on the side of Dr. King or George Wallace? Do you want to be on the side of John Lewis or Bull Connor? Do you want to be the side of Abraham Lincoln or Jefferson Davis? This is the moment to decide, to defend our elections, to defend our democracy. Uh, I guess that's not the one where he pounds, but. This, this is where I think he overplays his hand. So you're sitting at home, you say, yeah, I think it's reasonable to, uh, to show an ID when you vote, or maybe have you know, one election day as opposed to a month, or maybe not have somebody you know, mailing, mailing ballots to everybody, whether they're eligible or not, whatever. Stick to voter ID. Say, okay, um, I think we should show ID while we vote. Eighty percent of the public, more than that, most, you know, African Americans, most minorities, every, most Democrats think you should show an ID. According to our president, you are a domestic enemy. That's what he said. If you're against him on this, you're a domestic enemy, and he compared you to George Walsh and Bull Connor and yes. Jefferson Davis, the president yes. of the Confederacy. That's a little bit extreme. I would say that's overplaying your hand, if ever I've heard it. And again, all you got to do to convince me there, Joe, is bring up somebody and say, this person wanted to vote and they couldn't vote. They can't do that because that person doesn't exist. They, they are really reaching, really stretching. And I don't think uh, Joe helped his case yesterday with that angry rant in Georgia. By the way, a state, again, that six months ago, he supported a boycott. He wanted them to pull the baseball all-star game, which they did. They did. Out of that state. because. Here's, here's, you know what they're actually doing, and, and no one ever says this because it doesn't help the argument for Biden and the media, is they're reverting back to voting laws pre-pandemic because, you know, the pandemic's going to end at some point, so you don't need all these ridiculous measures 
with all the mail-in voting and the month-long voting month, they put these in place because of the pandemic. That the reason Biden got elected is because of the pandemic. But so they put in new rules, loosened the vote. So pandemic ends, you go back to the other things, other laws that you had in 2019. To go back to 2019 is to be Bull Connor, yes. Jefferson Davis. <laughs> That's how nuts this is. But anyway, uh, anyway, yesterday was a big, big fail for Angry Joe and. Let's get to Dr. Fauci, because I was really looking forward to this. Fauci verse, Fauci v. Rand Paul is great entertainment. I said it was almost as good as Raiders Chargers. Not quite, because it didn't last long enough. They don't give, obviously, the chair of the, the committee, I think it's Patty Murray, that moron. They, 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 get, they don't give people enough time to go at Fauci. But Fauci is an arrogant, authoritarian bureaucrat who's been in the government 50 years. He's 81 years old. He's the highest paid man. He answers to no one ever. Yep. So he's completely conditioned to having his way with anything and everyone. He doesn't, there's no oversight. There's nobody who questions him. He, he, no one who doubts him. No one who asks him, demands he explain things. When your life is like that and some, suddenly someone comes along and actually asks you tough questions and interrupts you. you can't take it. And puts you, oh man, he's the classic example of an arrogant bureaucrat who can't handle you know, this, this system of checks and balances, it is Rand Paul's job to provide oversight for this hack who, by the way, spends, I think it's $6 billion. Not, not only is he making 430,000 highest paid member of the federal government, not only is he looking at a pension of 350,000 if he ever retires, but he spends all the money. He, that's why he spends the money to kill beagles. He spends the money to create viruses. You know, he, doles out the money, which is why so few people criticize him, which is why the doctors with the Great Barrington Project, those three guys, one from Oxford, one from Harvard, one from Stanford, why they got under his skin, because they bucked the system. They said, we're not going to bow down to you. We don't, we're not worried about you pulling funding. We got our own thing going. And Rand Paul pinned him to the wall with this because these were respected epidemiologists from these three places. They put out a declaration now, what is it, a year and a half, more than a year and a half ago, saying shutdowns won't work, we shouldn't yep. close schools. I mean, against the measures that Fauci wanted. And Fauci and Francis Collins tried to destroy these men. And it's despicable. We saw the emails. But he can't even handle being asked about it, being criticized about it. You listen to Fauci. He never gives you reasons. He never answers questions. Never. He's the one. He talks about it being politics. He's the one that makes it all about politics. He's the one that says, you're on that side. I'm on this side. You're only attacking me because I'm on the other side. And as soon as he's done with the fight, he runs to CNN or runs to MSNBC where they never, ever ask real questions. They don't ask about financing the Wuhan labs or, or, or killing dogs or what was yesterday's story? That was, they uh, injecting, uh, drug, injecting <laughs> monkeys to make them transgender. Yes. <laughs> spending taxpayer money on all this garbage. They don't ask him about the lies he's told, the things he's gotten wrong. He has a soft landing spot because of politics. And Think of that. The, re the only reason he still has a job is because of politics. Absolutely, and you cannot be that arrogant when we have video after video showing you being wrong over and over again, whether it's the masking, whether it's about how effective the vaccine's going to be. We have that video, Fauci. We can see it. You don't deserve to be that arrogant. Right. 
and it, it's it's remarkable in the private sector he's gone he's done done you know in, in any other circumstance he's gone he's done the only reason that they fall all over themselves to 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 worship him to adore him at at the mainstream media and at all the networks and is because Rand Paul you know because of the the people on the right Dr Marshall this this Kansas senator who I knew nothing about yeah I don't know yesterday um he dares to question Fauci about all the money he's made Fauci's Fauci's daughter works for Twitter and if you criticize Twitter <laughs> I mean you criticize Fauci on Twitter watch out you know it happens all the time people the, the project veritas you see they got taken yes, off twitter i saw that because they exposed well it was there, they, they've been gone forever but it was just an exposed Fauci uh Fauci account it was, where they uh, were... it was their spokesman this guy right. uh, obviously o'keefe's been taken down but their spokesman another guy who were i just started following the guy eric uh, something started working uh he works for project veritas he tweets out their their story about Fauci, yep. and boom he's taken off twitter i mean that should creep out everybody this guy is frighteningly powerful and unaccountable and you get 10 minutes with Rand Paul or you know a couple other centers and that's it he goes back into the the cocoon where where you know Mika Brzezinski and Nicole Ball Nicole, what's Wallace and Wallace. Chuck Todd are all sucking off his toes and saying what you know what a great man he is and you got all these questions you go wait wait is that it we don't get any more we don't get any more answers till whatever six months from now when you go back before the Senate he's remarkably um, arrogant, authoritarian, and unaccountable. I don't care who you are. You should want people like this to face the fire. You should want Absolutely. Their, feet to, their feet to the fire because, I mean, once they're once the hearing's over, God, he's he's free to you know spend billions and do what he wants and destroy lives. And even if you think what he what he's done is you know well intentioned, he supported lockdowns. He supported uh, school closings. Yep. You know, he supported mandates, these things that have changed American, changed our, our culture, changed our society. He's the driving force behind it. And they haven't worked. Paul said he was the architect, and it's exactly right. You're the architect of, of our response to COVID. It's exactly right. So he it, should it, get to, he should have to answer. And and without um without you know uh, him answering question imagine if he never had if it weren't for Rand Paul he would never answer a question about anything it's it's amazing but what do we have from uh, Paul V Fauci do you want to hear them okay do you want to hear that or do you want to hear the Marshall first uh yeah let's do Marshall first I didn't really know this guy he's a doctor he's well, from Kansas I think this is just the response to Marshall from Fauci where he gets angry and you hear under the breath can you hear it can we hear him because yeah, he calls you if you haven't heard it on the hot mic he calls him a moron this doctor well, all he wants to know is, you know, where all the money's going, Dr. Fauci. But, uh, and he was polite. He wasn't, you know, like combative like Paul is, but uh, Fauci couldn't handle it. There's a great example, you're right, of a great example of him being flustered because he doesn't ever get held accountable. Senator you are totally incorrect. Well, we look Marshall, forward to reviewing it. Senator Marshall, Dr. Fauci has answered you. It is public information, and he's happy to give it to you if you would ask. Senator Moran. What a moron. What a moron, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Again, he said, what a moron. This is a doctor, by the way. He wanted to know, you know, all about Fauci's financial conflicts. His wife, by the way, another person in, involved in uh, in pharmaceuticals. And uh, we don't know these things because the media is there. Their job is to protect him. 
but uh, calling Dr. Marshall a moron for daring to question him, that's that's real window into the soul, the dark soul of this man is, I can do what I want. I can mess with people. I can make money. I can say, you can't question me. I got uh, Rand Paul asking Fauci if he thinks it's a conspiracy theater theory to wonder if COVID-19 came from a lab. Yeah, which, our- you know, used to be. But now we're, we're allowed to ask that. But go ahead. Take down those who disagree with you. Didn't stop with Harvard, Oxford, and Stanford. You conspired with Peter Daszak, who you communicated with privately, and other members of the scientific community that wrote opinion pieces for Nature. Five of them signed a, a paper for Nature, an opinion piece. Seventeen signed a paper that called it conspiracy theory, the idea that the virus could have originated right. in the lab. Do you think words like conspiracy theory should be in a scientific paper? Senator, I never used that word when I was referring to it. You're distorting virtually everything. Did you communicate with the five scientists who wrote the opinion piece in Nature where they were describing, oh, this, there's no way this could that have come from, from the lab? That was not me. What did I you did, talk with any of those see, scientists but privately? You keep, you keep distorting you? the truth. It is, it is you stunning talk, how you, you do Did you talk that? to any of the scientists privately yes. who wrote the opinion? You did. Well, what were they telling you privately? Well, well, let me explain. You know you're going back to that original discussion when I brought together a group of people to look at every possibility with an open mind. So you, not only are you distorting it, you were completely turning it around, as Were most you of the scientists do. that came to you privately, did they come to you privately and say, no way, this came from the lab? Or was their initial impression, Dr. Gary and Dr. others that were involved, was their initial impression actually that it looked very suspicious for a virus you know, that came from a lab? What else we got? We got uh, any more from this, well, this you, battle? You asked me to get uh, him talking about death threats. Did you want to hear some of that? Oh, yes, yes. We got to get to the death threats because this this is amazing. This is amazing. Um, I've said this many times, you know, death threats, Twitter threats, Twitter death threats aren't real death threats. They're not real death threats against Fauci. If there were, we would see them. He would show them. The FBI would be investigating. They'd be arresting the people who made the threats. You know what real threats are? They're threats against Rand Paul. Rand Paul, consider this, the guy doing the questioning of Fauci and Fauci whining about threats against him and his family because of, you know, Paul's questioning, him and his children, he, the question, threats against him and his children, he's 81, his children are like 60, and he's complaining about threats against his children. Rand Paul has been shot at at the baseball field. He's been attacked by his neighbor who, who attacked him while he was cutting his lawn and broke six ribs and it cost him a piece of his lung, the guy, his, his neighbor. We've seen the, the, the Antifa and BLM scum attack him and his wife on the streets of D.C. where they were throwing stuff at him and threatening him. No one has faced more threats, no one not named Trump, has faced more real threats than Rand Paul. Rand Paul's asking him about whatever, anything. And this is the sign, this to me is the, the sign of a scoundrel. When you say, you criticizing me has caused all these crazy people to come after me. It's your fault. Nobody's attacked Fauci. Nobody's broken his ribs or shot at him. That's only happened to, uh, to Paul. And yet he turns around and whines about it and says, you said bad things about me on your website, so people, crazy people are coming after me. It was despicable. It is despicable. I'm with Ann Coulter. Ann Coulter says, if you're a public figure and you whine about death threats, you're a pussy. And that's a, that's a fact. That's a fact. 
along with everything else, Fauci is a pussy. He's complaining about people, you know, on Twitter, on social media, saying bad things about him. You know, you don't like it. Why don't you, why don't you quit? Why don't you retire? You got a $350,000 pension. You're 81 years old. Why don't you go to Naples? Why don't you go, you know, uh, you know, play golf or whatever the hell you're going to do when you, if, and when you ever retire, you arrogant, arrogant SOB. But let's listen to that exchange. What happens when he gets out and accuses me of things that are completely untrue is that all of a sudden that kindles the crazies out there and I have life threats upon my life, harassment of my family and my children with obscene phone calls because Ooh. people are lying about me. Now, you know, I guess you could say, well, that's the way it goes. I can take the hit. It well, it, it, it makes a difference because as some of you may know, just about three or four weeks ago on December 21st, a person was arrested who was on their way from Sacramento to Washington, D.C. at a speed stop in Iowa. And they asked, the police asked him where he was going, and he was going to Washington, D.C. to kill Dr. Fauci. And they found in his car an AR-15 and multiple magazines of ammunition because he thinks that maybe I'm killing people. So I ask myself, why would Senator want to do this? So go to Rand Paul website and you see fire Dr. Fauci with a little box that says contribute here. You can do $5, $10, $20, $100. So you are making a catastrophic epidemic for your political gain. So the you only have thing politically that, the only attacked thing that your can, colleagues uh, the, and in a politically reprehensible the only way thing that I their reputations. Okay, you won't he, defend it. No, you won't argue is, it. He, he is a pathetic little man complaining about, you know, threats and then connecting them to uh, Paul, who is uh, right. saying, fire him. He should be fired. Lots of people think he should be fired, but he won't be fired because he helped defeat Trump and they'll never, ever forget that. And anytime he's under any pressure, any heat, he just runs to his friends in the media, which is 95% of the media. It's disgusting. And thank God for Rand Paul. And thank God for anyone, uh, Dr. Marshall and anyone else who attempted to hold his feet to the fire. But listen to that thin-skinned little wimp saying, oh, there are phone calls. Phone, I have phone calls. Mean phone calls. Uh, here's a tip. A pro tip. Fauci, don't answer them. Honest <laughs> to God, people, you, you, they, they said mean things on Twitter and, and phone calls. I mean, that's part of life. You can't bring you know, that you, up to a, in, in, uh, at a hearing like that and, and connect it to Paul. It's like, so maybe, okay, so maybe this crazy guy did exist who was going to drive across country with an AR-15 and got randomly stopped in Iowa, and that's how they found him out. So maybe that whole thing exists, but then to connect it to Paul is craziness. Bring that connected up. to Paul, who's been abused by more than but more than anybody. But I right, we shall move on. Let's get to Howie Hamptons and to the mandates. I want to make people un I want to make sure people understand what's happening in these cities in the next few days. But uh, first, let me tell you about my pillow. Today's show is sponsored by my pillow. Go to mypillow.com and use the code word Jerry G E R R Y for huge discounts. You can get the standard my pillow, normally $69.98 for only $19.98 with code word Jerry. My pillow is made in the US. And it comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. It's machine washable. It's dry machine washable. It's dryable, and it's the most 
comfortable pillow you will ever sleep on. Get it now. You can support us. It's important. Like us, Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow, is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob. You know that. By purchasing from MyPillow, not only are you helping this show, but you're helping us in the fight against cancel culture. MyPillow is not in the big box stores, so you can get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using code word JERRY. You can get the Giza sheets. You buy one, you get one free. Half off a slipper, six-peat towel sets, regular $109.99 for just $39.99 with code word JERRY. There's over 150 products. Just go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the code word Jerry. I'd sticking to sports, as you know, in 2022 is just not possible. Sports doesn't just affect our culture, but drives our culture, which is why LZ Granderson and Will Leach bring you a brand new, not just any old sports podcast, the long game with LZ and Leach. The long game with LZ and Leach dives into the most important topics that are at the intersection of sports, business, politics, and culture. LZ and Leach Go beyond what's happened on the field to how sports impacts everything off the field. New episodes are out every Wednesday. So head to therecount.com or your preferred podcast platform to listen to the most recent episode. All right, let's get to uh, um, let's get to Howie Hamptons because, again, sad day today. It's the birthday of two radio legends, Rush and Howie Hamptons. Rush Limbaugh, Howard Stern. Both were once upon a time were giants in the industry. Both were great. I love them both. They're both gone to me. They're both dead to me. Howie Hampton's apparently still still on the air somewhere and embarrassing himself. Again, biggest sellout in history. Yesterday, uh, last week, it was a rant against uh, Aaron Rodgers two yep. weeks ago saying he should be kicked out of the league because he wasn't vaccinated. Now he wants Novak Djokovic kicked out of tennis yes as we know he's not vaccinated he's had covid he got over covid he's in australia he was detained it's, it's a big deal we're still not sure if he can play because there, you know there are people who want him kicked out of the off the island because he has not complied has not submitted I'll tell you what if he does play the ratings will be huge i'll be watching and rooting for him um i'm gonna root for him here on in because you know he's he's got guts man he's got guts and it pisses off people in the, you know, in the establishment, people like Howie Hamptons who are hiding, cowering at home, afraid to live their lives. Well, Jokovic doesn't live like that. And that pisses off Howie and his crew who uh, have to be the biggest. I mean, is anyone more paranoid, anyone more neurotic than, than Howard Stern about the virus. I mean, double vax, boosted mask, doesn't matter. He, he still doesn't so, want to. He, he sounds so out of touch, too. He didn't even know that Djokovic's um, nickname was the Joker. Like, he thought that he made that up right on the spot. Like, oh, really? Maybe maybe do a little maybe do a little digging before you start to spout off. He, well, he all he needs to know is he's not vaccinated. That's all. He would hate you, around Anybody who hasn't gotten double jabbed. Uh, I hate him back. Hates. I hate him back. Uh, you want to hear him talk about it? <laughs> Let's listen to how he happens. You should bring up tennis. That fuck nut name is Djokovic. I don't even, uh, Djokovic. Djokovic the Joker I call him the Joker what a so fucking everybody asshole everybody else Howard you didn't call oh they do him. do they really Idiot. I don't I've never yes, the first I heard of yes. this guy is that he doesn't want to get his vaccine and he's running around nobody's clear what is that they should throw him right the fuck out of tennis that's it his Goodbye. status is that he had COVID at the very beginning of COVID he got and who it. knows he could be lying no, he no, be he lying. actually did have it and had to sit out some games. 
and his wife got it as well. But that was a long, long time ago. No one knows his He's a uh, body status or whether he could be douche. infected. And he has refused douche. to disclose He's a his uh, uh, yeah, vaccine refused. status up until now. Good. He, yeah, you should be out of tennis. He goes on, but he's like wrong about every single one of his points. And Robin just goes along with it too. He, you know, he, didn't, he, had, he had COVID like a month ago. He had COVID in uh, December, Robin and Howie. And why is based on, on Robin's voice too? Why, why, are they, why are they belling out her voice as well? They just, they sound so stupid. Um, I know, and, and it doesn't matter. And, and, I mean, the, the question would be, is again, the problem with, uh, with, with talk radio, I made this point or, or cable news the other day, on, on Twitter when they wanted uh, Rachel Maddow's show, Rachel Maddow's producers wanted to ask Madison Cawthorn a question, congressman, yeah, kind of crazy, he's in the wheelchair, he's young, and they, but they wanted to get an answer and they wanted to make sure that it wouldn't be contingent of him on him coming on the show because they didn't want him on the show. Right. And I'm thinking, Rachel Maddow, this, you know, feisty, allegedly liberal, smart, with this young, crazy, loose cannon congressman, and they said we can't get it, we can't have him on. I'm going, why? That that should be you should be saying this is the kind of guy we want on, but they don't. Nobody does that anymore. Not on either side. They don't want that fight. I think for some like someone like Tucker wants the fight, but no one will come on with him. But either way, there are people who you know want to make sure they don't have someone on with an opposing view. Well, that's why Tucker. Crazy. That's why Tucker gets the ratings is because if he ever gets the opportunity to fight, he will fight. I mean, just look at what happened with Ted Cruz uh, right. this past week. That's true. Yeah. But no, that, that's why. Like that's why the left's their 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 media is getting no views. Like no one's watching their programs anymore. It's because it's it's just the same talking heads spouting out the same thing on a bunch of different uh, programs. But and I, and but but Stern here too. They're wrong about this. He got permission. He asked for and received permission to enter Australia before he ever got on the plane to get there. Right, right, can I right. have a visa exception? Yes, you can. It wasn't until... So he wouldn't have gone if he didn't get that exception. It wasn't until he landed there where they where they started giving him shit for it. Wrong right. again, Stern. And, and by the way, <clears throat> isn't it important to know or to say or somebody in that crew, that, that radio on his show, someone to stand up and say, but Howard... The vaccinated are spreading well, and getting the, the virus. Um, if he were seventy years old and fat, you'd say, "Okay, he's he's jeopardizing his own life. Right. His own life is in danger." He's thirty-four and one of the most fit people in the world, and he's already had COVID. How is that not at least an argument against getting vaccinated? That you're young, fit, and you've had COVID, and you say, "No, nah, I don't think I'm going to do the vaccine." That makes him a fuck nut or whatever he called him, a yeah, fuck yeah. nut yeah. who should be kicked out of the sport. I mean, I, I realize that Stern's not rational here, but someone should present the uh, the case for Djokovic, which, by the way, became much, much stronger uh, initially when the vaccines were supposed to stop the spread. That's one thing. But when they don't stop the spread, when it doesn't help you for the guy next to you to get vaccinated. It doesn't affect you. And if the guy next to you gets vaccinated in, at work, in school, in the subway, whatever, then the argument changes. And Djokovic got tested, too, before he came. He tested negative for COVID before he got into Australia. So, By the way, this test thing is out of control. People are getting tests that don't even have symptoms or maybe <laughs> yeah. have the sniffles, and they're wasting tests. And we're talking about how many tests we need. I mean, people are just going... 
you know, test me, test me, test me. And it's like, what? Anyway, 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 uh, speaking of out of control, crazy, I, I, I just tried to really understand the mandates because it's coming to Boston yeah. and it's coming to D.C. I'm looking at the D.C. tweet yesterday from Muriel Bowser, the mayor of D.C., a crazy uh, left wing. She's African-American. She painted Black Lives Matter on the street, as we all recall. But she came up initially. This is the start of the mandate. You need three things before you head out, she says, before you head out. That means like before you leave your house. One, proof of vaccine if you're 12 years old or up. Yes. Two, proof of vaccine and a photo ID. Three, a mask. So you can't head out in D.C. without a photo ID. You can vote, but you can't head out. And you can't go anywhere, do anything without proof of vaccine if you're 12. I'm looking at the list here. It's restaurants, nightclubs, taverns, coffee shops, food halls, concert venues, movie theaters, bowling alleys, gyms, fitness studios, any facilities used for group uh, fitness classes and conferences. Don't go to any of those. You can't, I mean, that sums it up, doesn't it? You can't do anything. You can't go in anywhere. And the same in Boston, which is struggling. The city, the restaurants, the bars, the, the stores, the whatever, you name it, the gyms, the museums, anything, they're all struggling because people, you know, because of the pandemic, people don't want to go in. Now, forget it. They're not even going to try. As I always point out, say you're a family of five and you're in the suburbs and normally you once a week or once every month, whatever, you go in the city and you have dinner, you go to a restaurant, you go to some stores, you walk around, people just aren't going to do it. They're going to go to restaurants in the suburbs where they don't have a vax mandate. It is the most arbitrary and destructive thing you could do to local business, to local restaurants, bars, gyms. And these people, these just these radical socialist mayors don't care and it's devastating not just because it scares the customers away but the employees you can ask young healthy people who are waiting tables to show me your papers and if they don't they're gone and guess what again they're going to go right outside the city lines if you're in dc and you're a waiter waitress you just go to virginia it's 10 minutes away and you can get a job at any restaurant you want they all need help I can't imagine being a restaurant owner or a manager in one of these but like, places. But what do they think this is going to do anyway? They're not even so. Yeah, if you think if you think that this is going to stop the spread, right? What? But but you're not making these requirements for grocery stores, for box stores, for any of those places. Like, so what are you hoping to even achieve with this? It, it's it's bizarre. It, in in New York City, they've had the mandate since September. Yeah, their numbers are off the charts. Their cases they break records <laughs> yes. every day. It has done nothing, as we all expected, predicted. It has done nothing to stop the spread. It has done nothing to to to, to stop the virus. It just, and it. So we have case studies. We have examples. Look what happens when you have a vax mandate. It doesn't work. And these these lunatics like Michelle Wu and Mariel Bowser do not care. They just want to do. They just want to exert more control over more people. Because it makes them feel good. It makes them look good around their small circle of radicals. It's nuts. Again, my condolences to bar owners and restaurant from, owners and, from our, uh, and from store owners. From our chat, uh, Susie says that uh, Brookline just put in a pass, uh, passport mandate for the end of the month, and Newton is in the works for that as well. Yes, and, and that's the other thing they do. They try to keep up, you know, try to keep up with the, the, the lunatic at the next town, the next city. I think Brooklyn, Brookline just came out I, last night or this morning. 
They're going to do it. All these places, Cambridge, Newton, and Boston, same thing in D.C., same thing in New York. All these municipalities, they can't be left behind. You can't be just, hell, if you allow people to go into restaurants, 12-year-olds without papers, that means, you know, you you support the virus. That's that's what you do. I mean, they don't want to do it. They want, they're all as crazy and as irrational as Howard Stern. Just, oh, they didn't do what they, I told them to do. You know, screw them. It's It's out of control. It's too bad. Hopefully, you know, the Omicron spreads and, and, and everything changes in a month because Omicron is so mild. But we shall see, Art, a couple couple of other quick things before we wrap this up. Carano, should mm. I do uh, um, Shay? Yep, please. Let's do Shay, and then we'll talk about uh, my friend Dan Shaughnessy yeah. and a couple of other. You know, it, uh, again, people have lost their minds, lost their freaking minds. We need a couple other new... Uh, measures, new restrictions, COVID restrictions. And I keep thinking we've reached peak COVID exam, insanity. Wait a day. Something else will come along. But first, let me tell you about uh, Shea. I would have been telling you about Shea Concrete for a long, long time. Today, we're sitting with the man who makes it all work, the man in charge of the whole place, my brother-in-law, Greg. Hey, Greg, seems like business is booming at Shea Concrete. We're cranking that out, Jerry. Well, uh, I'm I'm just wondering, what's holding you back these days? We could use some good help. You need people? We need people. How many people do you need? At least 20 people. 20? Well, what kind of people? We have positions driving trucks, working in the production plants, estimating engineers, all kinds. Do you need any podcasters? (laughs) You know, we do have the precast podcast. Well, I, I think it seems like a great place to work, as I tell people. It's a family atmosphere. You guys are good to your people. There's a great gym here at the headquarters. Uh, what's holding you back? Why can't you find people? Besides being to work on time, you have to pass the drug test. Ooh, <laughs> you have to pass a drug test. That's all it takes. All right, if people want to uh, come see you, they want to talk, what do they have to do? Bunch of ways. They can, if they want to be a team member, they can go to shakeconcrete.com, fill out an application. They can come to our, any of our offices. We got four locations. They can call me up directly. They can email jobs at shakeconcrete.com. And you'll give them a hat? And You're we'll give them a hat. Hats. Yep. All right, sounds good. Shakeconcrete.com. I saw a really cool, uh, nice cafeteria here. Can we go have lunch? Oh, absolutely. We got empanadas and chicken. <laughs> Excellent. I don't know what they are, but I'm going to go have an empanada. All right, Shaughnessy is a Hall of Fame voter. There are seven Hall of Fame voters at the Boston Globe. They all revealed their ballots. Six of them voted for David Ortiz because they worshiped the man. I predicted five years ago or more, maybe, that Ortiz would be the first steroid guy in the Hall of Fame. I stand by it. He's going to get in before Clemens and Bonds. I mean, they're all cheaters. Yeah. I, I always I always wonder, how can you vote for Clemens and Bonds and not Sammy Sosa, a guy with 600 home runs and exactly. 60 home runs three times, and Mark McGuire. Exactly. If you're going to vote for steroid guys, then you, and you're going to eliminate steroid talk from the conversation and make it all about the play on the field, the numbers. And how do you pick one and not the other? Right. Chauncey voted for one guy, Jeff Kent. And I swear to God, he's trolling people and driving them nuts and it's working. But it is amazing that uh, a lot of people who haven't voted for steroid guys suddenly will because they love Ortiz. Ortiz He's a nice guy. He's nice to everybody. He was nice to me when I was around him. But he cheated. He tested positive. You know, we know it. Look at his numbers. I mean, he is a steroid guy. If you want to vote for steroid guys and just uh, overlook it, fine. Then vote for them all. But I don't know how you pick and choose. I think 
Ortiz is an example of a guy who's going to get in because people like him. They just like him. He was nice to them. They were nice to him. And they want to see him in the Hall of Fame. To be but fair, it'll to be they, interesting to be, in the summertime. They're going to keep shilling out because he uh, likes Trump. Yes, but they're going to let Ortiz in because you know he, he he's he, a nice he, guy he was, to the to the media. He was nice. To well, them. to be fair yeah. with uh, with Ortiz, though, they did he did test positive. They can explain away that he tested positive before they bef- those that those results shouldn't have been put public. And it was an initial test, That's, like before the the mandates went to effect. But you can you can do that with anybody. I'm just Manny, saying, Manny Ramirez, another guy who should be in if you're voting oh, well, for he got steroid popped. guys. He got popped for real though. Clemens and he got popped three times. Exactly. Clemens and Bonds never tested positive. They're guilty. Oh, actually, Bonds did. He just said he didn't think it was steroids. He thought he, it was the right. cream in the clear. Right, right, right. And he said, I didn't. I thought it was whatever. But Clemens is a good example because he didn't test positive, but there was but a it, lot. But it was the Balco stuff that came out, right? There were no testing. There was no yeah. testing. Then. Right. So obviously they cheated their asses off. But sure. We'll see how that goes. They're going to keep our guy Schilling out again. Well, Shaughnessy is absolutely wrong for not for not voting for for Schilling. That is that is that is a ridiculous stand well, that he's worse, that he's taking. Worse yet, he used to vote for him, I believe, and then he changed his mind because he what hates him. What an asshole for that! That's that, that's and, that's a crappy move. And uh, but uh, we should get uh, we should get Dan on. We should get sure. Dan on again because he's never afraid to defend himself or defend uh, his uh, his guys at the Globe. But two other things before we go here. Uh, I wanted to mention, I was tweeting about this last night because I don't even know what to say anymore. But um, this, uh, I'm going to find out who, tw- a, guy, a guy tweeted this out late last night. <sighs> I'm just going to read it. Yeah. <clears throat> and you tell me, actually, it's real. This is real. Ronald McDonald House in Vancouver, British Columbia has served an eviction notice to unvaccinated children including some with serious serious illnesses, including cancer, and their parents. They're kicking kids out of the, and their families. You know, Ronald McDonald's house puts families of cancer patients up for free. It's like the Neely House in Boston. This guy has a three-part uh, tweet. And again, I retweeted it. He shows the eviction notice. It's real. They're kicking unvaccinated kids out of the Ronald McDonald house because they're, Cancer patients, the kids going through chemo, and if they don't get vaccinated, they kick them out. <laughs> but I, that I, that doesn't have I. So I I looked at it briefly. I don't think that has anything to do with Ronald McDonald House. I think that has to do with uh, British Columbia, with Vancouver law. Well, I, I know, but I would, in my mind, if you're McDonald's, you pressure them. You you pay for this. I mean, I realize Ronald McDonald's doesn't make the decision, but that you you pressure them this is mcdonald's you stand up to this say this madness no we're not kicking them out that's what i would do but here's another one for you yeah this is from newsmax the make-a-wish foundation is refusing to grant a wish to rocco dimaggio a four-year-old cancer patient who wants to go to disney world because he's not vaccinated even though four-year-olds aren't eligible Mm. and then florida doesn't have mandates like that so that must be disney corporate mandate how insane is that? It's insane. Kicking kids out, and and even if it's British Columbia, even if it's you know, I mean, why aren't people rising up against something as crazy as that? Kicking cancer patients out. By the way, wouldn't you just assume that maybe their doctor told them to hold off on the vaccine? You know, I, I a six-year-old yes. cancer patient. Yes. Maybe you want to hold off on the vaccine for something that doesn't affect you while you go through chemo. How do people allow this? How does McDonald's allow it? How do the people of that city allow it? Why don't they stand up and say, no, we're not doing this? 
and and make a wish i thought was a really good respectable charity they're not going to let a four-year-old forget the fact that he's four. so it's them so it's not disney world that's saying it you're saying it's uh it's right. make a wish that's doing it i don't make get a that wish. Then. this story is from newsmax mike carter it says the Make-A-Wish Foundation is uh, refusing to grant a wish to this four-year-old kid. And they got video. They got talk to his, his parents, his mother. You know, he's sick. He's four years old. He's going through chemo. He's got no hair. He's gaunt. He wants to go to Disney. And they say no. That doesn't make any sense because Make-A-Wish Foundation, it's not like they're going to a Make-A-Wish Foundation <laughs> facility or something. I don't, I don't get that. I, I, I swear to God, I got to just stop looking at these things. They're just people have just learned. What, what did uh, Dr. Malone call it? Uh mass Mass formation psychosis this is mass formation psychosis this is real people otherwise normal reasonable people at make-a-wish at ronald mcdonald at the the british columbia they're they've lost their minds they're kicking cancer-ridden children the you know out of out of their rooms because of what because of an insane mandate it's just we've just lost it but anyway we will uh we will monitor that we will keep track of that okay and uh, let you know how it goes. Something tells me they might uh, rescind that. They I might. mean, if the power, if the power of McDonald's was brought to bear, the corporation, the spokesman, the money, and said you can't do this to these kids, don't you think they'd back down? Maybe I don't know. It's Canada. Like they're That's really, true. they're That's really true. rough up there. That is very true. Mandates. Canada has lost their bleeping minds, and uh, it, you know they probably. You're probably right. They'll probably expand it. Kick everyone out. Yes. Kick them all out. They weren't double jabbed and boosted. Kick them out. Be like. Uh, Mariel Bowser and Michelle Wu, just total, total fanatics. But anyway, we shall leave it there today. Thank you to everyone for watching, for listening, to comment. And thanks to you, Carano. We will uh, leave it there for today. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information.